There's a lost soul who's tired of the sinning. You are listening to the Daily Doctrine Devotional. This is a daily podcast designed to teach and preach Bible doctrine each weekday throughout the year. This is Evangelist Tim McVeigh asking you to please let others know about this podcast so that they can subscribe or tune in each weekday. At the end of the podcast, we will provide you with subscription information as well as contact information for our ministry. Thank you for listening, and we pray that the Lord will help each of us as we study and preach the Word of God. And the saints all with gladness are singing the glorious song of the redeemed, song of the redeemed. Well, this is Brother Tim McVeigh back with you again on the podcast. We certainly are thankful for each of you that listen. We're thankful for those men that filled in for us while we were away. And of course, Rebecca had a baby. We had a beautiful baby boy. His name is Matthias Joel McVeigh. We're certainly thankful for Matthias. He's added an element to our home that uh, has changed everything. Uh, not only the exhaustion, but also the joy and uh, the, the fact that the other children have now have a baby brother to play with. And it's just changed our home drastically. So in saying that, I've not had time to record this week. I'm thankful for those men that did record, filled in for us. But for the next week, I'll be using a pre-recorded broadcast. This is one from the protracted meeting, the Black Creek Baptist Church back in February. For those of you who were there, I pray it's still edified. For those of you that were in those services, I pray it's still a help to you. But we're going to break down a message and use different segments of it over the next five or six days. And so I pray it's a help. I pray it's a blessing. Pray for the McVeigh family. And Lord willing, next week sometime we should be recording again live and be back in the book of Psalms. And so thank you again for tuning in. Stay tuned and enjoy the message from the Black Creek Baptist Church. Nobody's going to stop me. I'll do what I want to do. I'll live how I want to live. And when God contends with them, what do they do? They kick against the bricks. This is my life. You know what he called those people? The wicked. Why? They said this in their heart. This is the look at their heart. I shall never be in adversity. No one's going to stop me. And how do you do that? You make money. And someone tries to stop you, you pull out a wad of cash it shuts mouths. The rich are not troubled like people that are poor. They don't have the same troubles we have. Why? They just can buy what they want. I remember many years ago, I used to fly a lot. And I normally flew coach. Every once in a while, I get bumped up. Not very often. But I was normally in coach. And when I did sit in first class, a few times I got it, especially in Germany, you know, I've been traveling for 14 hours. I'm bedraggled. I'm an American, so I got a sweatshirt, blue jeans. And the stewardess comes up. She goes, might I see your ticket, please? I said, no. I said, you're just picking on me because I'm not dressed like the rest of these people. I need to see your ticket. You know, she's like. <laughs> anyway, I said, ma'am, I said, I'll show you my ticket. But don't judge me by my clothes. She's furious with me. She sees my ticket, hands it back to me, gives me a big smile. Can I help you? And all of a sudden, listen, my, my buddies on travel there, my got co-workers, they're eating cold sandwiches in the back of the plane. I got lunch meats, gourmet cheeses, mixed nuts, all the booze I want, which was none, just throwing that out there. <laughs> Dried fruit. She goes, Can I get you anything else? She opens up this basket of German and Swiss chocolates. I said, Yes, ma'am. She goes, Well, take what you want. <laughs> I mean, I was a Baptist back then. 
<laughs> I'd watch them in first class, a little hot towel. I mean, we're back there sweating in the back, eating cold sandwich. They're up there washing their face with lemon-scented towels and wiping their arms. And the stewardess hangs their jacket on a little hanger and puts it in the closet. And, you know, they got foot rests and they got their own private bathrooms. And, and I would think, they don't live like I live. But I don't want to live like that. I want to fly like that. I don't want to live like that. <laughs> we were down in South Carolina a couple of years ago, and uh, in the yacht basin there at Hilton Head Island, and Brother Vernon and Stephanie Vernon were with us, and there was a huge yacht in there. Some, I think it's a 170-footer. And so I looked it up. It was in the top 100 in the world. And it's a rental yacht. And I just told her the date, and I said, Brother, let's see if we can get this thing. <laughs> Elevators, hot tubs, swimming pools. I mean, you can see it right there on the yacht. Had, it has a listen. It has a bigger fishing boat than most people I know attached to the yacht. It has an elevator lift on the back with jet skis all across the roof of it. And I said, "Brother, let's just check." So I went online. I looked it up. It's, I think it was one hundred and ten thousand a week. And I just said, "Brother, I don't think we're going to get this." <laughs> Now listen, I would like to vacation on that yacht. I'm not going to lie to you. But I'm not paying for it. And I don't want to live that way. It's never crossed my radar to live that way. And I love what your pastor said many years about a man he loves. He said it would be almost impossible for him to pastor because he's too rich. He has too much. And how could you pastor in 2022 and not give what you have to others? And I'll go a step further, just in case somebody's wondering, how can you be an evangelist in 2022 and not see the needs of people around you and help them at every turn? You know what that relief does for people? Sometimes it'll help them with small things in their life so that they can focus on the things they need to focus on. You alleviate those small problems for people. They might see Jesus Christ. Nothing's going to stop me. Nothing's going to stop my dreams. Nothing's going to interrupt my life. I got family. I got family close to me. He said, we don't want children. We don't want children. Now, the most of you know my story. I was older when I had children. Now, listen, I've had some preachers make some pretty sour comments to me about that. Well, that doesn't faze me one bit. That doesn't bother me one bit. How are you going to play baseball with your son? I'm like, well, we're getting him another brother. (laughs) Daddy, play ball with me. No, go outside and play. Go with your brother. That's a good thing nap. He's old. Amen. <laughs> <laughs> they said, we're not going to have children. We're going to make money. Some of you know. Just bear with me on this. What's the purpose of making money if you can't blow it on your children? What's the fun of having all the money and not having family? What's the fun of having all the money and not having church people to blow it on? There's no joy in it. We have all this world's goods. We have everything this world has offered us. 
but we're miserable, we're poor, we're naked. I realize some people can't have children. I've known saints of God that could not bear children. They've been a blessing to the children of the church, a blessing to families in the church. I know people that have all this world's goods, everything this world has offered, and they've never been a blessing to anybody in their life but themselves. And how much more blessed is to give than to receive? But you see, the wicked's got this bottled up in his heart. He's not going to do for others. In verse 7, his mouth is full of cursing and deceit. He's a liar. He's a fraud. You know why? Because he's wicked. He'll lie to cover up and lie to hide and lie to bury. Hey, I've known a lot of men lie to get married. I know a lot of women lie to get married. You know why? Because they're wicked. They're wicked. I can tell you horror stories of young ladies raised in church. I know two young ladies that married preachers, but they were lied to. Neither one of those men was a God-called preacher. You can rest assured of that. One of them was divorced within six months. He'd left her within six months. Left her high and dry as a woman, as a fornicator, still a fornicator. They'll lie to get what they want, lie because they can get ahead. They'll lie to preachers, lie to the people of God, lie in the house of God, lie to the church. They'll live a lie while their life is nothing but deceit because they're wicked. But Sammy, God honoring. Just go down through the young people. I don't have this kind of guts. Some you a virgin. What does that bother you? Oh. Young lady, you a virgin. I saw him stand up, evangelist, two daughters. Called him by name. Young ladies, are you virgins? I said about five rows in front of him. They were kind of standing, and one girl goes, That's us, we're the virgins. <laughs> <laughs> Young man, are you a virgin? I watched them just hang their head. Oh. <clears throat> I've watched parents come unglued. Oh. The shock, the horror. Say, I wouldn't do it. I don't think that's appropriate. I don't think lying's appropriate. I don't think deceit's appropriate. I don't think hiding what you are is appropriate in the house of God. Just throwing that out there. That's right. I've seen him go down the line. Are you a virgin? Yes, sir. Are you a virgin? Yes, brother Alan. Are you a virgin? Yes, sir. Are you a virgin? Mama back here starts weeping. I said, Mama back here starts weeping. I've seen him get in front of the boy. So are you a fornicator? No, sir, Brother Allen. Are you a virgin? What's a fornicator? You're addicted to pornography? You want to clean? You defile the house of God? Defile the people of God? Defile the word of God? Are you married? You're defiling your wife? You're an adulterer? You're an adulterer? Ladies, you're an adulteress? I told the Lord, this is the last time I'm a preacher. We're just going to go ahead and preach tonight. Now listen, it's 20 after 7. We start about three minutes after 6 o'clock. If somebody needs to leave, you're not going to offend me. I'm not going to talk about you. I'm not going to think bad about you. We start at 6 o'clock, so we can go a little bit longer if we need to. What's that secret life? My wife and I have folks we know that were raised better. They got that secret life. And it's, by the way, it's not real secret because a lot of you know about it. A young man comes to the mother and says, I like it. I like it. Court your daughter, and the mother says, absolutely not. So he just goes ahead and does it anyway. I said, why in the world do you even think about courting a young man that's that kind of scumbag? 
Amen. Amen. It's just time you talk about not losing your time, but losing your cool. Now listen, you did a good job. I don't know if I could have done that. I don't know if I could have done that. You're commended for that, Sister Tom. May God bless you for that. I don't know if I could have done that. Somebody comes up to me, asks about my daughter, and tries to subvert me. I'm not sure I speak soft, tender words. It's a lot of deceit. It's wicked. God is angry with the wicked every day. You've got a double life, God's angry with you. You'll not escape wrath. You'll not escape judgment. God's angry with you. Choose you this day whom you will serve. Choose you this day whom ye will serve. You're going to serve God. You're going to serve yourself. God identifies the wicked for us because of their heart. Verse 8, he sitteth in the lurking places. Isn't that good word lurking? Of the villages. In the secret places doth he murder the innocent. His eyes are probably set against the poor. That means he's going to harm the poor. He's going to do it on purpose. He's going to do it maliciously. Why? It's wicked. And by the way, not everybody today is a murderer. Some people just pay for abortions. They don't actually kill themselves. They just pay for it. You know why? To hide their fornication, hide their adultery, hide their sin. Just want to throw that out there. Is God going to turn a blind eye to that? Is God going to ignore that? Is God going to let that slide? You better deal with things in your past. You better deal with things in your past. I know many a young man, years past, that had to go to the bank and that money out to kill that baby. God can ease that conscience. God can give you relief. The preacher, his daughter, was caught right hand with the morning after pill. He confronted her angrily. She told the story, vile, almost unthinkable. Told the story to her father. He said, I cannot have that baby. Preacher's daughter. I've been in meetings like this, and I've had women in the church testify having an abortion secretly. One of them said since she got saved. Just tell me what she said. She said, well, I don't believe that for a minute. Well, what have you done since you got saved? Um, he lieth in wait secretly, in verse 9, as a lion in his den. He lieth in wait to catch the poor. He doth catch the poor, but he draweth him into his net. He crouches and humbleth himself that the poor may fall by his strong ones. And here's verse 11. This is the last look in this particular portion that God gives us of his heart. As far as what he says in his heart, God hath forgotten. He hideth his face. He will never see it. Why do you do what you do? Do we really think God doesn't see it? Do we really think God doesn't know what do you think God's hid his face from us? Why standest thou far off, O Lord? There's a lost soul who's tired of the sinning, and he longs to return to the Lord. As he cries for forgiveness and mercy,
You have been listening to the Daily Doctrine Podcast with Evangelist Tim McVeigh. For correspondence, please contact us through our website and someevangelist.com and use the contact form to connect with us. You may also subscribe to the podcast through our website or search for Daily Doctrine Evangelist Tim McVeigh on iTunes, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Audible, or Amazon. To write to us, please use our church address, which is Manasseh Community Baptist Church, 70 Back Hollow Road, Blaine, Pennsylvania, 17006. Thank you for listening, and we pray that the Lord will help each of us as we study and preach the Word of God. Don't forget to subscribe and tune in tomorrow. And remember to look up for your redemption calleth not. Now the angels of God are rejoicing, for the prodigal child has come home, and the saints all with gladness are singing the glorious song of the redeemed.